Hey, what's up? This is TJP, and you're listening to the Three Count Podcast. Welcome now everybody to another ring, great ring, edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. Let's be real, you already know who I am. I am the man who leads you up this mountain. Yes, my name is Clifford Red Dog Miller. If you can't tell, like that's what the red shirt's all about. That's who I am. And you can call me your Sherpa as I lead you up this mountain called wrestling. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have somebody who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can, which is why it's never about me, but it's about who's entering the ring. Today, our guest comes to us from MCW, ROH, WDWA, DCW, and PCW. She is the former three-time MCW Women's Champion, and she is a lovely friend to a friend of ours as well. JT, you guys know from O-Face Podcast, and welcome in, Gia Scotts. Hi, I'm impressed that she did that without taking a breath. (laughs) (laughs) I, I love doing it. Like, I love doing the intro part, but yeah, like, I have to, like, try to remember everything and then work on my breathing at the same time. I've had other people, like, they're like, dude, like, you just sound flawless. I'm like, oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, well, that was that was perfect. I just heard bah, 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 Gia, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but one, thank you for coming on our show. No problem. Thank you for having me. Yes. So it's it's funny because you're in Baltimore, and that's where I currently live. And mm-hmm. I was like, how has this not happened yet? And then I was like, well, we had a mutual friend, obviously JT, as I mentioned. And mm-hmm. I was like, I just reached out to him. I was like, can you say, can you say hi? Cause I haven't met her yet. And I, I don't want to be like in her DMs. Cause like the one thing I've like found out and the one thing I've talked to like a lot of female wrestlers with is that you get hit with all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you really do. Sometimes you get hit with like, people like, oh, you're a great wrestler. Like, where should I train at? Or you'll get the, the, the dark side of wrestling. <laughs> yeah, so it's a, it's a lot <laughs> and it's like and then you you'd always get and you had to be and you know like even for like me like you gotta be skeptical right because mm-hmm. someone slides in your dm and they're like hey uh like i had one person who slid in and i'm sure you probably had this i have a podcast and then like i'm like oh yeah I bet and they want to interview me but then like it's just it's just them like trying to like whoa 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 no we're not doing this <laughs> yeah so you got to be a little, you know, weary of stuff like that. But like you said, like, I trust JT. So I'm just like, oh, if he's like, hey, you know, you want to do this? I'm like, heck yeah. Like, I trust JT and everything. So totally fine. <laughs> but let's start this off. Who is Gia Scott? Ah, who, who is Gia Scott? <laughs> Gia Scott, um, she's as weird as it sounds. She's kind of like my alter ego in a way because um I don't even know if I'm allowed to curse on here but I'm not going to but oh I am okay you are definitely allowed all 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 the curse words you want to say okay so like Gia she's kind of like my alter ego she's who I wish I could be to a sense in real life because she's very bitchy and it's just I'm always like nice, sweet and bubbly. So it's nice to where I can get in the ring and just do a whole like 360 and be somebody else and not have to like worry about anything. It's just me in a way amped up to a 10 basically. Oh yeah. And I feel like 
it's funny because we talk about character stuff like a lot on here like with this show and like one thing I definitely come to notice is that when you try to force like a character or you try to force mm-hmm. something that you feel like you don't connect with it and then the mm-hmm. audience does definitely connect with it and then you're not getting over and so mm-hmm. I uh I decided I was like I was talking to my trainer and I was like I don't I I'm not feeling this man I want to do this like serious like military gimmick and he's mm-hmm. just like well then what do you want to do and I was like uh I want to just talk shit <laughs> just let me be I was like because it's weird because like and I'm sure you probably heard it too like a lot of people will tell you like if you're like the military person like you're, everybody's very stoic and they're very like yes yeah, like, yeah and I was yeah. like no 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 if you have ever met a military dude you know we're all like Deadpool like we all talk shit <laughs> like we have dark humor <laughs> Yeah, so it's just like for me, it it I won't say it was easy at first because it was definitely hard trying to like figure out like what's something that I could bring out of me because behind all the smiles and stuff like that, sometimes I wish I could be like serious or I could be bitchy or whatever the case may be. And I feel like I found that within Gia. She's just my alter ego, as you could say. <laughs> No, and it's cool too because like I I've watched like a bunch of your work and stuff, and I've been you know a fan from afar. But mm-hmm. I I've, I've definitely tried to hit up like a couple MCW shows, and I always find myself just kind of like missing the dates. But yeah, I definitely when I get to watch you, especially watching you on ROH and, and during the tournaments, I was like, dude, it was like she's so incredible, and you you do you move flawlessly. But you're right, like the attitude that you deliver, that's like. You know, everybody, because, like, I don't know, I don't want to say, like, wrestling is, like, 80-20, you know how people say, like, it's mm-hmm. physical and mental, but, like, your character work is driven, like, through your whole thing, you have to keep it going, and you, you just run it flawlessly, so I just want to another. <laughs> so, a question that I was thinking that I wanted to ask, right, um, I was interested because I heard your story about how you got into wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. And that was funny because like, I had a similar story. My aunt was actually the reason why I got involved into wrestling um, as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I was genuinely interested because you had mentioned that, um, you know, like your mom and your uncle had helped you like get into the, get into the sport. So I'm curious, mm-hmm. like, how, how was that, ha- that conversation with your parent, well, with like, your mom? about getting in was it like flawless or was there like pushback like what was that it wasn't it wasn't pushback of any sort like my mom always said like if you have something that you want to do go for it um I she wasn't she wasn't one of those parents that was like oh if you ever get in wrestling I'm I'm disowning you or we're not ever talking again or whatever the case may be she was she was never like that she was just like I support you I just want you to be safe have fun all that she was super supportive which you know most people or most parents don't really do that or even family members um she was just just I can't say it enough she was just so supportive of it as well as my uncle considering the fact that like he I don't know if he grew up watching it but the fact that he was like heavily into it he was like all for he was like all right where are you going what school are you going to like how's training what are you doing like everything so I had two really good support systems behind me it's like I know like my parents like my parents were always like hey like you can do that but then it would be like but I want you to try this first right so they're like go to college I'm like that was my grandmother yeah (laughs) that was my grandmother she's like because when I told her about because she doesn't really per se know wrestling she I mean she does but she's like 
way back into like the WWF days, mm-hmm. like way, way back. So she knows right, nothing right. about that's going on like now, like WWE or NXT or any other other company. She has no recollection of it but she's like um like do you have to go to like school for it I'm like yeah she's like like college school for it I'm like no (laughs) no (laughs) and she's like well do you want to go to college and I'm like ah maybe but I really want to take a shot at wrestling first because I feel like I have something here with it and she she's supportive of it too she's just like I think you should try college though and I'm just like maybe but we'll do wrestling first so she was that that voice of reason like college and I'm like eh. yeah I remember like my dad was like uh when I kept talking about getting into you know I wanted to be a wrestler and my dad was mm-hmm. like well let's get you into amateur wrestling so I did that and then it got me into college and I wrestled in college and then I blew both my shoulders out and my dad <gasps> was like yeah sucked oh my god and so my dad was like hey uh well let's try to get you into the military right so I was like all right so I go to the military. My dad was like, um, I got out and I was like, well, I never finished school. Like, so let me finish school because, you know, like it was like a checklist for like the family. Like they were just mm-hmm. kind of like, expecting stuff from me. So like I finished mm-hmm. school and then I got into, I like always like ventured around wrestling. And even mm-hmm. my, my wife will tell you like, ever since she knew me, like it's just been wrestling all the time. So when I, moved into Maryland I was like all right well I've already accomplished everything I wanted to or like everybody else wants me to do Mm -hmm. get what I want to get done and I just happened to find somebody and I was like this is amazing and then all of a sudden I saw like the swell from like my parents like yeah go wrestle (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) then then I like I see like my dad and my mom they're all like buying my 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 t-shirts and stuff and wearing it and stuff and I'm like oh thanks guys could have had <laughs> uh but it is it is cool to like see like and I'm sure you're familiar because I remember I heard a story about a teacher of yours that like hit you back um mm-hmm. but I, I and I'm sure like seeing those people like come back from like your past like also just give you like this huge swell support it must feel like amazing right it is uh like with uh my teacher I think I was probably two years out of graduating from high school and she like saw one of our flyers uh like on uh, Facebook and she just randomly messaged me out of the blue and I remember her her last name too is uh I think it's Miss Miss Cochran and I think she was my eighth grade English teacher and she just randomly messaged me out of the blue and I was like who is this but the name looked so familiar and I was like oh this is my English teacher she's like I'm so proud of you I remember you saying you wanted to wrestle and now now you're doing it. and I just came across like your your flyer for your show like she's like I'm so proud of you and I'm like oh thank you so it was nice to like kind of like feel good about the fact that like I'm still doing this and I'm getting like my my eighth grade English teacher messaging me and be like oh you're doing great and I was just like oh that's awesome yeah <laughs> so I'm curious um one of my favorite questions to ask pretty much everybody who comes on this show is tell me about one of the worst bumps you've taken oh okay <laughs> the worst bump I have taken and to this day I don't take them and it's only because of when I do it in practice it's usually against the guys I've never had it go wrong with the girls but I hate taking uh, a back body drop I I hate it passionately because when the guys go to give it to me 
they over rotate me. So I end up landing instead of on my back, I land on my, my butt and it just, it hurts. And I'm just like floating in the air, kind of like waiting for something to hit. And it's always like my butt. So I'm just like, I'm never, I'm never going to get this. So I don't do them unless like it's a special occasion where I'm like, all right, give me a back body drop. And they're like, okay, but worst bump ever. (laughs) I remember the first time like taking uh, a back body drop, like it freaked me out because like the person I was working with was a seven footer. And I'm like, I I don't want to fall from here. (laughs) Like, I just don't want to. It freaked me out. And then like, He's like, oh, I got you, buddy. I'm like, I know you do, but it's just, do I want to do this? Yeah, I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about like one of the times, like the hardest hits that you've taken. Oh, I do have one. Okay. So actually, I, I forgot what year this was, but I remember the match. It was me versus, uh, was it Annabelle versus Aria Palmer. And this was at DCW. What happened was that it was was towards the end of the match. Everything is going fine. Everything's going great. At this point in my career, I think I was called technically blue Smurf Gia with blue everywhere. Um, And I faced the the girl Annabelle because it was a a triple threat. And I think I didn't take, I never knew how to take a spear before. No one's ever given me one. So I thought like, okay, I'll be fine. Just tuck your chin. You'll, You'll be great. So she came to me. And she trucked me. She was like a big, thick girl. So I'm just like, okay, this will be fine. She charged up. She hits me. I'm like tucking for my dear life. But somehow I still end up hitting the back of my head. And I was just like, it took the win out of me for like a second. But I still continued on with the match because I knew where I was at and what was happening. It's just I wasn't expecting that kind of bump. And it just it just knocked the win out of me. I was just like, oh, like, okay. So that was a crazy bump. I think that was rough. (laughs) It, it really was but oh. thank god it was at the end of the match so it was it was it was perfect <laughs> I uh yeah that's crazy I've I've heard other people who were telling me stories about like either taking a spear or like someone just like ringing their bell and like just forgetting the whole match and mm-hmm. it like I had one person tell me too that they got knocked out and uh, uh like during the match but they finished the match and they're sitting in the back like having full conversations with people about like how the match went and I was telling it was good and then like he came too and he was just like what happened <laughs> yeah thankfully I have not have I haven't had that happen plus I haven't had a concussion in wrestling so far I shouldn't talk about it because then I might <laughs> jinx myself but thankfully I haven't gotten anything like too serious probably like a sprain here and there but nothing where it's like kept me out of the action right well yeah pray that that doesn't happen because concussions aren't fun (laughs) I've had a few (laughs) um all right well then I'm curious like so after you get done with the show right regardless of where you are do you have like that post-match meal or post-match snack you gotta have oh boy it depends it really does okay so like my go-to is usually uh if we're going to Wawa's uh, usually it's like a like a like a salad bowl and I throw like whatever in it maybe like chicken bacon a hard-boiled egg for some odd reason just just get creative um, if it's sheets I usually go for their burger or their boneless uh, chicken what chicken not chicken finger chicken tenders and mm-hmm. their tater tots they're amazing so I'll usually go for that 
Man, I take all these notes down. I just like write them out. And then like, whenever I go hit up a spot, I'm just like, all right, they said to try this. So I'm like, I'll go through and try whatever, like I get suggested. I am such a picky eater. I can't, like, I have to, I have to stick with like what goes for me. Cause I feel like if I go with something, someone's like, oh man, you got to try this. And I'm like, Hmm, I don't know. Like if it's something like in my favorite range and I'm like, all right, I'll go try it. But if not, I'm usually like, "Mm, I don't know. (laughs) all right well I got a fun story I'll share with you like after after the show you'll definitely enjoy it (laughs) so I'm curious like being in in the sport as long as you've been uh Mm -hmm. what's one of the hardest lessons you've had to learn well I feel like I wouldn't say maybe it's like a lesson more of like kind of like a reminder for me is just to have fun and stop being so critical of myself because I've been like that since day one uh, because I always want to improve. I always want to uh, better myself, which is why like after like every match, I'm like, man, I have fun, but I'm like, man, I did this wrong. I did that wrong. I missed this spot for that spot. And I'll go like give it a couple of days and I'll watch it back. And I'm like, it wasn't really that bad, <laughs> but it's more of like, I got to remind myself, like, you know, if I was perfect, I wouldn't be doing this. Uh, just have fun. That's all you can say. And if the fans were into it and they they were having fun with it, what more can you really ask for? So that's like little reminders, not not lessons, but little reminders I have to tell myself, like, hey, just chill out. It's okay. Oh, I like that. I like that. Just remember, like, at the end of the day, like, even though this is like, it's, it's work it's it's mm-hmm. fun work and you have to remember to yeah. make that fun first like that's yeah that's crazy I know and it's funny because I don't think about it that often <laughs> I'm always just and they're just like running around like a chick with my head cut off and then like mm-hmm. I, I do the same thing right I get hypercritical on myself and I'm just telling myself that like you know you missed this you missed that and then my trainer has to come talk to me and be like dude just shut up yeah like, you, it was awesome and I'm like yeah sure <laughs> yeah sure I was like you have to say that because you're my trainer and you're trying to be nice not hurt my feelings yeah but yeah but like I when I watch it back I'm like okay it wasn't really that bad but still I should have did this but overall they were into it so it doesn't matter we're fine <laughs> but so I'm I'm curious like what kind of advice would you give to like up-and-coming wrestlers I, the same advice, like, like, just, just literally have fun because you can get so critical of yourself and it it eats at you. And also another thing I would say, uh, uh, work on confidence because that is one of the biggest things that is hard to just, to keep going by. Like I, there was a point in time, like the, uh, this year I lost my confidence and I was just like, should I continue wrestling? Like, why am I in the ring? Why am I facing this person? Should I even really be here? Should I just quit? And I lost it. So I had to like, kind of start over to regain that confidence again. And thankfully I did. So like with not being so critical of yourself, having fun, but make sure you have that confidence. And when you have it, don't try to lose it because it's hard to, well, I wouldn't say it's hard, but like it's little stepping stones you have to do to get it back, which yeah. makes it hard. Yeah, no doubt. I definitely understand that. Like you, if that's not the, if that's not the best piece of advice just for a life as well, just not in the ring, but just, mm-hmm. yeah, you gotta, you gotta remember who you are and what brought you to the dance and just, you know, embrace what you got Yeah, and be confident. Most definitely. So I'm curious like you've been in a few different locker rooms, you've been all mm-hmm. over. 
just got to know one do and one don't of the locker room. Okay. So one don't, I'm going to get that. I'm going to start off with that. Okay. So one thing, oh, well, I guess it's kind of, it is a do and a don't, but I, I don't, I don't know. Um, so one thing, oh, is it frozen? Did I freeze? Uh, oh no. I think you'll be okay. I think you'll come back. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, there it is. Okay. What happened? Oh, wow. That was weird. Okay. Um, I guess it was a random spike. Okay, so I guess it is a one do and a one don't. One thing that I try to do if I'm in a locker room and it's a place that I don't know and there's going to be like a lot of girls there, usually I try to like pick a corner, stay in that corner, and then once I'm done, I'll like close my suitcase and put it off to the side so that whoever comes in has like their space. That's something that really helps me versus like having your stuff all the way over there and right there and then right there. Oh no, did it spike again? No, you're fine. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, there you are. <laughs> Why does it keep spiking? I have no idea. That's weird. Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> but you were talking about, no, well, you were talking about having your stuff kind of spread all over the place. And then, oh, okay. And, uh, yeah. Don't try to have your stuff all uh, spread all over the place because you could get in trouble for that. Um, just just try to keep it close, close together with you and just push it off to the side. Uh, another, it's kind of like another do and don't. Uh, make sure you say hi to everybody. You cannot go into the locker room and not say hi because it's it's a form of disrespect and it's kind of an old school thing and even with me being the whole like bitchy person I do get shy like meeting new people especially places I've never been before maybe I'll think like oh like maybe I'm interrupting them they're on the phone don't interrupt them don't try to be all up in their face when they're obviously talking to somebody so I'm like okay maybe I'll come back later and then like Someone will be like, oh, I saw you walk by. And I'm like, yeah, I, I didn't say anything because you were talking to somebody. So I thought it'd be rude. I'm like, no, just come up and say hi. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so make sure you quickly say hi to somebody. Don't go into a locker room and not say hi to someone because they'll take that as a form of disrespect. And then you'll get like a reputation for, I guess, being that person that doesn't want to come up and say hi to people. So regardless of kind of what, like you can obviously know if someone's like busy and you shouldn't say hi, but in general, make sure you say hi to whatever person, people that you're with in the locker room. Yeah, I was like, I walk around, I try to say hi to everybody, but mm -hmm. sometimes you get into a locker room and there's just like 50 people in there. And so like, I always just wait, I'll wait for someone to make eye contact and it'll be like, yeah, <laughs> just let them know yeah. I see you. <laughs> like, hi. Because I've, I've been like, I've been in those, those spots where like, I like I see like someone I haven't said hi to yet but they're like kind of off in a corner and then they're just like I'm just there and I just happen to walk in but there's like three people talking and I just have to walk in I was like just yeah and you like kind of want to wait to say hi but then you're like then like a, like time passes and no one's like looked at you and you're like all right mm -hmm. now I'm just awkwardly standing here <laughs> yeah yeah so I totally understand that I've done that before I'm just like should I say hi no I shouldn't say hi I'll come back to them later. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like, but it's so cool too, because there's other people that you end up like meeting that like, like 
they actually so it's something like I, I do in life just in general like I just mm-hmm. I go up and talk to people like I haven't seen them in a while and sometimes like when you're in the locker room it's kind of nice to be that person that like someone walks up to you and just like talks to you just randomly like, like I like I'll share I'll share a story because this episode will be out before or after uh after the events have happened um but mm-hmm. I was in I was at 1CW in Delaware and Willow was in the locker room and like I've never met her right and I've never talked to her I shot her a message to bring her on the show and uh, I just I walk I started to walk over to her and before like I even get a chance to say hi she just like bubbly eyes and she was like hi and it was like hi, hi. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just that's usually off. that's usually how it is like usually on like a good day I'll walk up to someone and be like hi you know nice to meet you and blah 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 and we'll just hit it off usually like that's usually how it happens because I'm a, as weird as it sounds, I'm a shy person, but I'm a people person. Right. As weird as that is, but I can come up to someone and like start a random conversation because it's actually happened before where I met someone and I was like, "Oh, I like your contacts." She was like, "Oh, I like your fanny pack," and we just talked. And then some guy, like one of my wrestling friends, was like, "Do you know her?" I'm like, "No, I just met her five minutes ago." So I totally get that. Like Willow is very bubbly. She is very nice, and she has like these big, these big eyes and this nice smile. So that I definitely see happening in my head <laughs> but, yeah it was it was it was kind of cool so those are really kind of like all the heavy hitting questions that I do have but we do got to get into the second best segment of the three count podcast and people ask me what's the first simple it's a red dogs power rankings that you can find every Sunday on our debate show actually I think when this episode comes up we'll actually be on hiatus so okay you probably won't see it but that's okay <gasps> But this is the Three Count Podcast, 10 Count Questions, and this is how it works, Gia. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. Whatever's your answer, that's your answer. Okay. (laughs) So we're going to put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. Ah. And here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Smackdown. Favorite movie? Oh, Catwoman. Someone's going to hate me for that. (laughs) I was going to say... Marvel or DC? Marvel. <laughs> Favorite color? I have two blue and uh, green. Nice. Chin lock or wrist lock? Wrist. <laughs> if you could get advice from one TV personality, who would it be? Ah, um, um, oh no, I don't have one. <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> That's okay. Christmas or Halloween? Christmas. Favorite podcast? Um, oh, Face Wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you get, okay, it's totally okay. Um, <laughs> nominate one person that you want to see on this show. Um, I would love to see Megan Bain on this show. Me she's, too. She's, she's, she's amazing. <laughs> and then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show, favorite curse word? <laughs> Ooh. I like dropping the B-bomb because <laughs> I already did it a couple times. Listen, telling somebody they're a bitch or that's bitching or mm-hmm. it's a bitch. Like, yeah. yes, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. You know what? When this goes up on you, I, listen, like we ask this question all the time. Like, I don't even know how many episodes we've been demonetized. If we ever get monetized, <laughs> we're never going to be there. <laughs> 
<laughs> in fact, our channel might just get shut down like the moment that they're like, hey, you guys can start taking money. I'm like, actually, no, you guys are just good right where you are. <laughs> <laughs> but that that is it. So the only thing I need from you, Gia, is to let our viewers and our listeners know where they can find you. Well, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Gia Scott. You can't miss it. You can't unforget it. <laughs> <laughs> And there you have Ashley. And if you go on YouTube, you can see all of her oh, matches. Yes, yeah. you can. If you type in the Gia Scott uh, wrestler, you can see me on YouTube as well. Yep. Watch all of her amazing work. But you know what that means? We got to take it home. Okay. And that means that this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering. And like I said at the top of the show, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. That's right. The man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. But it's never about me because as your Sherpa, it's always about someone who's been more experienced. So you got to find someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And you see her right next to me. It is Gia Scott herself. <laughs> and uh, you guys know what that means. So uh, you got to wait for this episode to end. You wait for that outro. And then you choose another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us some support, please.